Welcome. You've turned into Rockstar Millennial Spotlight, featuring Katherine Spitznagel, professional coach, speaker, and author of the book, Rockstar Millennials, Developing the Next Generation of Leaders. On this show, we'll feature millennials who represent this high-energy, creative, and entrepreneurial generation and spotlight Rockstar Millennials who are living their purpose, helping others, and making a difference right where they are. Please join me in welcoming our host, Katherine Spitznagel. Hi, this is Katherine Spitznagel, your host for Rockstar Millennial Podcast. And today we are so excited to have Miss Francie Heinrichson with us. Hi, Francie. Welcome. Hi, Thank well, you for having me. Absolutely. So tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. Sure. So I am a passionate entrepreneur. Personally, I'm, I'm ambitious and driven, invested in the community. I'm a mom and a wife and a person of many interests. But the roles I play in entrepreneurship, I have two businesses. One is a data and analytics business. And the second one is a business called Founding Females, where we lead women into and through entrepreneurship. I was raised by a pair of entrepreneurs who Mm -hmm. helped me see that I could do anything that I put my mind to. Yes. I had two brothers, and they made it very clear that um, just because I was a girl did not mean that I was any less than those boys. So that is the attitude and the sentiment that I have carried with me into entrepreneurship. Good. And, and oh, by the way, you're an author. Did you want to tell us about that? That's right, too. (laughs) That's right, too. Yes. Yes. So tell us about your book, too. Sure. The book is called Dream Build Grow, a female step-by-step guide for how to start a business. And my goal with this book was to help women see not just the what for starting the business, not just the checklist. I I know they can find those resources lots of different places. My goal with this book was to help women see the why and the how, to pull back the curtain and to help them plant the seeds for the business decision making that is so often um, it feels like it's lacking in Mm -hmm. the entrepreneurial and business world so I wanted to help women understand and build that decision making from the get go and the book leads them through clarifying their business idea, researching building launching their business all the way to profiting in their business and eventually scaling. Yeah. You just, you take it the whole gamut. And what I love about your book too, is that it's, it's sort of a journaling format. And so the tools are embedded in it. So you'll talk about dreaming and, you know, if you have that, what's that dream inside you that you just can barely even articulate and then you give them something to help them give them a tool and journal and and help them articulate it Um, same thing with a business case give them tools to help them do that and so this whole dream build grow you give them the tools all along the way and I your voice is there you know as you read it 
I hear you saying, you know, come on, come on, next thing. Now, now don't, you know, if you're saying this to yourself, stop it, you know, right there. And it's like, it's like you're just in the room with us. I know you're in the head with us. And we love that. <laughs> well, thank you. This, this book was definitely written by a woman for women mm-hmm. because as women, our brains are wired differently. Yes. We, we see the world differently. We make decisions differently. Um, and, you know, the traditional business world is fantastic for so many reasons. But I think women need to know that their dream on their heart is valid. However, they go about building that dream and the reason behind it is valid. And I want to portray that. I want to walk alongside them and guide them on their own path because this business on their heart is part of who they are. They don't need to build the business that I built. They don't need to build the business that their competitors are building, they really need to reach inside of themselves and find that special characteristic that makes them who they are because the world needs that. And that was my goal in writing this book is to really pull out that uniqueness in each mm-hmm. one of the readers. Right. And I think you do that. I think you do that very well. And you help your readers uh, to see, you know, as you're bringing them along, you help them to see that. Yes, they are unique and help them identify their business. You help them identify their ideal customers, you know, who are those folks and how to appeal to them. And then you help them identify what can be next, you know, how to go about this and then how to grow. And so I love that whole, I love the whole sequence. And for anybody that's, that's dreaming about a business, um, you're their gal. Because you're saying, come on, you know, come on and do it and I'll help you. And I love that. Yes, girl, pull up a chair. <laughs> you are welcome here. We got you. Yes. So tell us about um, founding females. Uh, you, you've done an event. You've got a, a group that's organized. They do um, what I would call masterminds where they, they speak together and help one another. Tell us about that. How did that come about and, and how are you continuing that. Sure. So the founding females organization came about because I was surrounded with all of these incredible women and I was speaking the language of, of data, analytics, marketing, and real nerdy stuff, Catherine. I know, but you're good. You're good at all the nerdy stuff. (laughs) Well, thank you. I was also speaking this language of encouragement for women who we're just thinking about taking that leap into entrepreneurship. Um, and so these two messages were very different and they didn't feel like they really belonged under the same umbrella. Mm-hmm. And I launched Charming Females as a way to separate those messages because the marketing side of things, I believe, is very helpful for female entrepreneurs. But there are some entrepreneurs in my, you know, my sphere or my eco ecosystem who maybe aren't interested or aren't ready for that type of detailed marketing information. Mm-hmm. But there are women who have a dream on their hearts who are just craving the guidance on how to get started in entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. And so founding females is 
a way to bring women together into a safe space to talk about the challenges that we're all facing. Right. You know, challenges are inevitable in business. We're all facing them and we don't have to face them alone. And so yes. it's a way to bring women into a space of dialogue and help for one another, encouragement for one another. And so founding females is, um, I would, I would call it an ecosystem. We have online communities, one community for women who are just getting started. We have another community for women who have been in business for quite some time. And we also have in-person events. So we try to collaborate with other female entrepreneurs locally, maybe a girls' night here and there. But our one big event um, is called Founding Females Central Illinois. And that is where we bring women into one room for a day to be together. We ask questions like, what's your current challenge and how can we as a community help push you through it? We talk about the power of our differences together and in really the, the sheer beauty behind pulling up a seat next to someone that's completely different from you or from me and sharpening one another in our knowledge and our experiences and, and sharing our failures, sharing our speed bumps and what worked and what didn't work so that we can walk out of that room and be stronger because of the people that we spent time with. And so Founding Female Central Illinois is a female entrepreneurship focused event where anybody, any woman, whether she doesn't have a business and she thinks maybe it might be for her someday, all the way to the woman who's starting her second or third business and she's scaling and she's, you know, maybe sold a business or two. We want to welcome everyone on that continuum uh, because knowing and seeing other women who are going through it is incredibly inspiring. Yes. And they help each other. And there was so much, uh, I was there, I was fortunate to be at your, your first one. And the dialogue went from, you know, I wonder how this will go, um, to you filled the room with, what, 120 people? And, and next year you're going to need a bigger space. Um, and as you said exactly, all, all different stages of business development and some with with that dream and others that are very successful. Um, And I think the other thing you did so well, Francie, was bring in folks that we all need to help us in our business. And you had a great panel um, that had, you know, a banker and a financial advisor and an attorney and, um, and then other entrepreneurs in different stages of the business. But each of them talked about how they can how they can help. Um, and you had folks from the SBU there. And uh, just, it, it was just, it was an incredible event and very uplifting. And I think that was just, that was the vibe from everyone is that no matter where you are in this, we're all in this together to help one another. And founding females is um, just a lot of positive energy. Thank you, Catherine. And maybe this is a conversation for another day, but I want you on my stage someday. (laughs) I want you pouring into the bright minds um, that that come, that we draw, and who are thirsty for 
leadership and guidance and knowledge and insight about life and you are full of that so i would love sometime to talk about that opportunity to collaborate thank you thank you i'd be honored there so tell us how do you um how do you blend how do you blend uh the life of your business you actually have two businesses you have the book you do speaking um you run these these workshops for folks uh, you have the founding females and ongoing events uh, with them. Uh, you're a mom. You're a wife. How does all of this? How does this work? And how do you take care of you? Catherine, I love what I do. I am so blessed when my feet hit the floor in the morning that I my my soul is just on fire for what I get to do. And for me, I have lived the life of survival mode in a job, in a role that I, I didn't love. I went to mm-hmm. sleep at night and I wouldn't be able to go to sleep because I knew I would wake up the next morning to a job and a, a role that really just did not feed me. It did not... Um, Feed, feed my soul that really craving that I needed to make a difference in this mm-hmm. world. And now that I'm in the position that I am to be able to do work I love and impact people in a profound way, I see such a, a clear difference between the two. And that's one of the things I'm most grateful for is to be able to choose that balance to be able mm-hmm. to choose which plates I spin. You're right. I do spin a lot of plates. Mm-hmm. But I think at the forefront of each day is the idea that my priorities need to come first. Do they always come first? The answer is no. Mm-hmm. That's life. That's reality. Honest. But mm-hmm. in by far and large, I think keeping those priorities of being a wife, you know, my faith, taking time for myself to renew, being a mom, those have to come first in order for all of the other things to happen. But when it comes to work for me, work doesn't carry that heavy feeling, that heavy sentiment of obligation. For me, that word carries this opportunity and this honor that I get to do work I love. And so, you know, I oscillate back and forth very seamlessly between my, you know, my real life or my personal life and my business life because I built a business around my life Mm -hmm. and not a life around my business. And that's one of the things that I really encourage other people to do. For example, when I'm thinking about taking on a client, I might ask myself, is this somebody who, if my daughter walked into a call, Mm -hmm. a work call, would I feel comfortable welcoming her up onto the screen? And that's the type of sentiment that I try to keep. It's very real. It's very raw um, sentiment with, all that I do with the clients that I get to work with and um, any type of networking event that 
I lead or become part of? Is this something where I can show my whole self, whole my self. true yeah. self? Right. And I think that's been one of the keys to not having this corporate life or this work life and also having this personal life. It, it all blends together to use the word that you started out with. And to me, that feels natural and it feels it's very, very good. Like that's the way it's supposed to be. Right. And you talked about that at Founding Females, about building that life um, and, and building a business around your life, that the life comes first and that you're building the business around it. And I think that resonated with a lot of the women there. And um, they look to you for that. It's like, she has made I this work. Think, yeah. I think that's one of the neatest things that women are changing the trajectory mm-hmm. in entrepreneurship is that they are choosing this life. For example, I have several friends just ironically who made the decision that they're going to stop their business for the summer and they're not going to run their business while their kids are home. And that's a choice that they get to make because they make up the rules. Right. And so, yeah. And, and I know a mom in my circle who for the first several years of her daughter's life, she took her along to meetings and she got to be part of, all of it. It was it was them as a team. And that's what she wanted. That's what she envisioned for her business. And she lived it out. And so I love that women are bucking the status quo and deciding that, you know, this is how I'm going to live my life and this is how I'm going to run my business. Mm-hmm. And if, if, if that doesn't jive with other people, then maybe it's not a good mutual fit. And that's okay. Yes. And so... Um, you know, and you're very good. That to when I, Go ahead. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Contrast that to when I had my daughter. I I didn't know. I was really just starting the journey back into work, and I didn't know how I was going to talk about being a mom. It didn't seem mm-hmm. very professional. And so this was this is just four years ago, and it didn't take me long to say, "Oh my word, that child is just a part of who I am," and if that isn't, if, if I can't intertwine that into mm-hmm. my business life, then maybe there's something about my business life that's not working. That's not, mm-hmm. And um, I encourage other women to do the same as well. Yes. And to be very honest and very transparent about it. And you're also, you're very good at setting those boundaries and saying, you know, I don't work on Fridays. Friday's a day with my daughter. And um, and you're very upfront with your clients. I'll get the work done, and and here's how we're going to work hand in hand, and I'll help you meet your goals. Um, but um, if you want to contact me, do it through email. And uh, Fridays, unless there's an emergency, yeah, I'm with my girl, and you're, and I love that. You're yeah. exactly right. Yes. So yeah, and you know, Catherine, it's not it's not always about kids. That's an easy example for me to pull. Mm-hmm. I spoke with a female today who's thinking about starting a business who has a chronic illness. Yes. And she has to build a business that works for her life. And that is just as valid as, Absolutely. as children or Absolutely. being a caretaker of, you know, of a mother or father. It's these roles and things, you know, as women that um, 
are we are deciding we're putting a stake in the ground and we're saying we are deciding that this is going to be okay and then i don't have to apologize for this right wonderful so tell us what's next francie two businesses a book a mom a wife uh, what could possibly be next well i do have a dream on my heart <laughs> and I, how'd i know I that promise, <laughs> i promised myself that I would really focus on the plates that I have spinning right now and focus on sustainability. So really, by far and large, that is my focus. I really, I don't want to launch another book. I don't want to launch another community. What I have going right now in this community really deserves my every effort, my every um, thought right now in Mm -hmm. order to make sure that these communities and these events and um, the book gets into the right hand. There, we can't just, as entrepreneurs, constantly, constantly be launching something new. Right. And I know that. Good. Even though it's tempting. Mm-hmm. And so I say that to say that I'm, I'm going into a season of sustainability into making sure that what we have launched is impacting women the way that we intend for it to. However... There's an asterisk. There's there's a um, caveat there. And I was talking with a group of women the other day, and one of them was talking about how she, she's a writer and she's, she's a freelancer, and if she could just get a new computer, it would make a huge difference for her. And it was one of the countless examples that I have heard from women that validates the need for micro-lending. So women don't need big sexy amounts of money no. oftentimes in my circle no. to get going. We're scrappy. We can do a lot with a little mm-hmm. and the numbers prove it. And so I think the average micro loan request is something around $1,200. Right. Catherine. And so if we could get $1,200 in the hands of this female and $1,200 in the hands of this female, mm-hmm. we could literally change the world. Mm-hmm. And so I have this dream of having a founding females um, seed fund where the initial, you know, the initial fund is, um, goes to maybe two, three, four, five people. But then the interest, the low interest that each woman would pay for that loan would just go back into the, the pot to continue funding more women and it would be self-funding and it would you know continue on and so I had this dream I started talking about about it back in January of this year and I am hoping to take steps by the end of the year to make that dream into a reality so I get goosebumps when I'm talking about it if we could just unhinge women with a little bit of money, mm-hmm. there is nothing we can't do. So yeah. that is what's next. That's next. I love that. Oh, my goodness. What encouragement do you have? You're always full of encouragement. People walk away from a meeting with you uh, lighter, brighter. Um, as I meet people that know you, they're like, just what an amazing woman and what a, what a bright light. So tell us, what, what encouragement do you have for other millennials? Thank you so much for saying that. You know, Catherine, when, when you ask me this question, the thing that comes to mind is managing our mind or thought work. Mm, 
I think we have an incredible opportunity to rewrite the script any time we want. And I don't believe we talk enough about how our thoughts become our beliefs, our beliefs become our actions, our actions become our reality. And so we can literally change our own reality by deciding how our thoughts work, deciding how our brain works. And I would encourage other women to look back at how their script was written. What shaped the way they see the world, the way they see themselves. Themselves, And to take any opportunity every morning, if it's five, ten minutes, to journal or just to reflect, to sit quietly and to stop and pause and listen to the thoughts that are creating your reality. And if we can do that, we can change any scenario in our lives for a better outcome. And so my encouragement for others is is maybe not to consume, consume, consume. You know, we have podcasts and and um, videos. We have so much information at, at our fingertips. Right. Maybe take up a pause and let it sit. You know, listen mm-hmm. to a podcast, but then go reflect on it rather than starting the next immediate episode. Reflect on it. Say, mm-hmm. what did I learn there? How is it different from from how I knew the world to be growing up. You know, what do I, what's one piece of information I want to take and begin to embody or change my life with? And so consume, yes, because you never want to stop growing. Right. But take it and use it and become a better person for it. For it. Wonderful. Well, thank you, Francie. So glad to have you today. Uh, Thanks for joining us. Thank you, Catherine. Absolutely. And thank you to our listeners. Don't miss a podcast. Be sure and tune in every other Wednesday, rockstarmillennials.com. You can also hear us on uh, iTunes and Apple Podcasts. And until we meet again, talk soon. To share your thoughts about this episode, subscribe to future podcasts, submit a discussion topic, or shine a light on a rockstar millennial in your world, Contact Catherine Spitznagel at rockstarmillennials.com and click on Contact Us. Thank you.